Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Mike Tomlin Press Conference Recap. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host here, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And we were here last week at this time. I was here talking about the press press conference and how everything went, and they didn't play. <laughs> week four turned out to be a bye week for the Steelers. So it's really strange, and I was talking with Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield about this, how as a as a website and a podcast platform, we actually lucked out with the bye week because it wasn't just a, all right, no Tomlin press conference, all this stuff. We had a lot of news last week, and so it actually helped the platforms in a lot of different ways. But nonetheless, the Steelers are now preparing in week five for the Philadelphia Eagles, the one, two, and one NFC East leading. Yes, that is right. You heard that correctly. The one, two, and one Philadelphia Eagles. NFC East leading Philadelphia Eagles come to Heinz Field for a one o'clock kickoff. Before we even get to the press conference, it was announced prior to the press conference that the state of Pennsylvania and Tom Wolf, governor, they expanded their uh, regulations, I guess if you want to call it, for restrictions to public outdoor gatherings, which means that the Steelers can actually have some fans at games this Sunday. That means that uh, roughly 7,500 fans will be permitted at Heinz Field. And that's good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mike Tomlin did mention this when he was asked in his press conference about fans being there. He said, look, he hasn't been a part of those discussions. He has heard about that. He said they get inspiration from the fans being there and they love to entertain the fans. So that looks like that should happen for the first time in 2020 this Sunday when the Philadelphia Eagles come to town, it might not be, it's not going to be a full house, but even if you watch the game Monday night in Kansas city where they had limited capacity, it does make a difference. You can definitely hear the crowd noise and things of that nature. Let's get started with the actual press conference recap. He always, as he obviously always does starts with injuries. He did mention two players dealing with lower body injuries. That's Derek Watt with a hamstring and Marcus Allen with his plantar fasciitis that's in the foot. He said that Derek Wad was running some, but at the same time had not really tested that hamstring yet. I'm not sure if he's going to play. I think this might be a game-time decision. I would, would be shocked, to be honest with you, if either he or Allen play this week just because of the type of injuries they have. You can have a, you can have a setback really easily. He said that you know we'll see if he can practice, meaning Derek Watt, and if he can practice his overall availability – will depend on his practicing and how much he does practice. Uh, Marcus Allen, foot, plantar fasciitis. He has been running, but in a pool. Hasn't had that ground-to-foot contact just yet in terms of running. They're looking to do that this week. Again, I would be shocked if he plays this Sunday, but they, you never know. We've had surprises before. The good news on the injury front would be that Deontay Johnson, who entered the NFL's concussion protocol after week three when he left the game in the first quarter against the Houston Texans, he is cleared the protocol and is able to be back, full participant in practice. The week off did him well, and I think that that's, it was probably, a, the, I guess you could call it a blessing in disguise. They, they don't plan on a week off, but nonetheless, it gets them one of their most dynamic offensive playmakers back on the field in week five. Other than that, Tomlin said that they are essentially dealing with the quote-unquote bumps and bruises associated with the game of football. So players might be a little banged up, but I have a feeling that the Steelers are going to be a pretty healthy group outside of those three players that we just mentioned. Tomlin did talk about the productive aspect of the bye week in regards to the fact that 
they actually did a ton of schematic work. Remember, they were preparing for the Houston, or I'm sorry, not the Houston. They were preparing for the Tennessee Titans. This was not a, well, we're having a bye week, we'll have some light practices, then you guys are going to go on your own. They were in full preparation mode at this time last week. So they got a lot of good schematic work. He said, but the game, the time off allowed them to take a pause, check out the competition in and around the league, heal up, focus on what's going to be coming up. And they even got a bonus day on Monday. Now, this was something that was talked about a lot on social media, especially on Twitter, was that the NFLPA and the NFL have their collective bargaining agreement, which states that players need to have four days off for it to be considered a bye week. Well, if you think about it, the Steelers practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they had another bonus day Monday. That's only three days. So Brooke Pryor of ESPN asked Mike Tomlin about this, saying, what about this bonus day? You know, How does this work? Did you get special permission from the Players Association and or the NFL? He said yes, because the league told them to proceed as if the game was being played on Sunday. They did not find out there was not going to be a game until Thursday. They had already practiced. They can't take that day away. They always have a bonus day on that Monday coming off a bye. So the NFL, I'm sorry, the Steelers did not break any league policies or any collective bargaining agreement. That was all good. So he was pleased with the work they did last week preparing for the Titans, and they'll get uh, they'll get their shot at them in a couple weeks. Then he went on to talk about the opponent this week in week five, the Philadelphia Eagles. He started talking about where is the, it's the strength of the Eagles is their defense, especially their defensive front. He said they can take over games, talking about Fletcher Cox and Graham. He mentioned several times throughout the press conference that they have a seven or eight man rotation, including players like Malik Jackson and Javon Hargrave, former Pittsburgh Steelers, who went to Philly uh, via free agency. He talked about how this front can really neutralize a, a the opposition's attack, whether it's through the air, whether it's on the ground, doesn't matter. He said they are also the group that provides the quote unquote the wave for turnovers to take place, meaning they're disruptive. They will get in the backfield and cause an errant pass or a deflected pass or a fumble. They are a very, very good front. This is how they stay in football games, and they've taken over games. And he mentioned the Cincinnati game, even though it ended in a a tie. That was a game where the defensive front took over and made the plays necessary to win. Then he went on to talk about the offense. He mentioned the injuries that they've sustained, especially on the outside and the perimeter players like um, Nelson Aguilar and Deshaun Jackson. But he talked about Carson Wentz and the lack of the availability at wide receiver could equate to an increased role with Miles Sanders, Pittsburgh product, and especially in the run and the passing game. He's not just a runner. He's also a, a pass catcher. So that's important to note. He mentioned that the Steelers will have to neutralize Sanders in every aspect, and that's something that he said that the Steelers have done every single week they've played, whether it's Saquon Barkley in week one, Melvin Gordon in week two, or in week three against David Johnson. They've done a good job neutralizing their primary ball carrier, and so this week it's Miles Sanders. He talked about Zach Ertz and the issue that the Steelers could have basically covering him every single time he goes out for a pass. He said he's a matchup problem because he's too big for defensive backs to cover, and yet he's too fast for linebackers. He's been doing it a long time. He has a great relationship and rapport with Carson Wentz. He is Carson Wentz's security blanket. That's an issue, and it's going to be an issue for the Steelers. They have to figure out a way to cover Carson Wentz without completely selling out to do so. 
one thing that was is very rare is Mike Tomlin actually mentioned the special teams, noting the punting for the Philadelphia Eagles said their net punting is amongst the best in the National Football League, and it's something they're going to have to definitely deal with at Heinz Field on Sunday. So that was kind of his recap, and then he took some questions. And I'm just going to highlight a few of these so that you can get a gist of what he's basically talking about leading up to this game. He was asked about the no huddle. You know how sometimes can it be used as a tool to neutralize a pass rush or a defensive front like the Eagles when they're trying to get after the quarterback? You run no huddle, you tire them out, you don't let them substitute the way that they like to do. He said that if the Steelers offense can efficiently run the no huddle, he said that's the key. You have to avoid negative plays. You have to stay on time. Then you can slow down the pass rush. He said, but that's not. It's easier said than done against a defensive front like the Philadelphia Eagles, but it is something that they're looking into for this Sunday. So in other words, don't be shocked if you see the Steelers running some no huddle against Philly. He was asked about Vance McDonald and how he's developed and he's becoming more of a two-way tight end, more of a Heath Miller type than say, well, let's call it a spade a spade and Eric Ebron type that's not really known for blocking. Tomlin said he's a very versatile player. He's becoming a willing blocker and puller has been a huge factor in the running game. He loves the way he's maturing and how he is definitely getting, he's getting to be more of a complete tight end. And that's something that he's looking forward to seeing throughout the rest of the season. He was asked about whether this week off the, the, the productive bye week that he mentioned, it was asked, you know, was this really good for rookies to get these rookies acclimated? And he was honest. He said, no, it wasn't because this wasn't like a week where you knew you were going to be off. It was essentially, hey, we're preparing for Tennessee, and then all of a sudden you find out you're not playing. Well, by that time, they have had a they'd had a full game plan installed for Tennessee. They take the weekend off, and then all of a sudden they're starting to ramp up for Philly. So this was not a situation where you should you should expect anything different in terms of rookie participation, rookie seeing a bigger role coming off a of bye week. This was not the typical bye week, so it's probably not going to be as helpful for the rookies as you might think it would be. Ben Roethlisberger always seems to ask. Get, Tomlin always seems to be asked about Ben Roethlisberger. They asked about will the week off mean more rust for Ben, or will it be? helpful for Roethlisberger. And he said, look, this is a guy that's in his, he, he has been doing this a long time. Essentially that practice is not going to dictate how he's going to play. He's been through enough practices. He doesn't need to worry about all that. He doesn't see it being an issue. He's been through the bye weeks. He he's knows what it's going to be like coming off of a bye week. He's not concerned about Roethlisberger, but then he was asked about Dustin Colquitt. And cause he mentioned the, the Eagles punting, they asked, what do you think about the Steelers punting? He said, I'm quote unquote, it's not where we want to be from a statistic standpoint, from a coverage standpoint, he did not seem very happy with the Steelers punting situation. And when you make the move to cut Jordan Berry and bring in Dustin Colquitt and pay him the money that you do, you expect the dividends to be better. And he said that he is definitely looking to have an improvement in the punting game. That's about it. They cut the press conference short after that. He had a few other questions that were kind of menial, but didn't choose to highlight them here in this podcast. But I hope that gave you a gist of what to expect coming up for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they host the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday at Heinz Field in front of fans 
for a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. So make sure you check that out. Make sure that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And make sure you're following us anywhere where you get your podcasts. That's Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, you name it. Check out our morning show lineup that includes my Let's Ride, the live mic, and the Steelers Stat Geek, as well as all of our afternoon and weekend shows. You can catch it all right there wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. I hope you enjoyed this Mike Tomlin recap. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We will see you next time for a Steelers injury report on Wednesday. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers.